Hello, hello. Mike Farrell. Hello. <laughs> Adam Gorney. Hello, hello. Boff. Uh, Godfather and Gorney podcast. Some new shine in the background. See it? I like the uh, the Vikings. That's an Adrian Peterson autograph. Nice, huh? So yeah, that is pretty sweet. Is that a line? I like the Detroit Lions one too. That's pretty Alvin nice. Alvin Johnson, baby, Megatron. Wow, nice. I'm a, I'm a loser. So yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll start with Pruitt and remind me to keep the minutes on this. Oh come on. Got to put it on silent, Mike. It's so annoying. We're off to a hot start. <laughs> Pruitt, let's talk replacements. I don't want to talk about McDonald's bags. I don't want to talk about. See, I already screwed up the timing on this thing. So do now... you think first though? Do you think the McDonald's bag thing is true? I mean, were they really putting money in McDonald's bags? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, does it matter what type of bag? I, I could see that happening. Right? Like, it's a good way to hide it. You, you go order some food, you put some uh, money at the bottom of it. Yeah. I want to know why McDonald's, not Burger King. I guess. I'm going to look at what McDonald's is closest to campus, call and ask if any of those coaches had stopped by for a whole bunch of bags. That's a good idea because I'm sure they have all that information. No, yeah. I, think, I think what they meant by the McDonald's bags was that they didn't go and buy a bunch of mcdonald's bags and then hand them to them on campus i think they kind of had a meeting spot where they you know might take the kid grab some lunch and then throw some money in the bottom of it but it's also a dan patrick rumor and none of his have ever come true yeah none of those really pan out so i i wonder well he said jason witten's a candidate for the job yeah I mean, I listen, I said Gerard Mayo, and that's a reach because he's only been a coach for two years, but at least he played under Belichick for like eight years. He's a Tennessee grad. He was a, he, he was involved for life, um, and he's interviewing for NFL jobs. So that makes sense. Jason Witten has never been a coach. He's never interviewed for a coaching job. He was a legendary tight end there and an NFL Hall of Famer, and he was an announcer. But what would he possibly do running a program? Who knows? And so I, you know, I listened to the press conference yesterday. Some of it was very strange and some of it was insightful. Philip Fulmer said that they want someone that'll be there for 10 years. So at least 10 years. So you can forget Bill O'Brien. I mean, a lot of these guys, I think would find this as their next stepping stone job to something bigger. That's why I'm on the Hugh Freeze train. He already screwed up once. He knows he can't screw up again, and he knows he's coming into a situation where there's going to be tremendous scrutiny, not only from the NCAA, but from the school. So he, he has to really watch his P's and Q's more than ever. Yeah, but they can't. And, and they need offense. That's what they need, offense. I don't think they can do that. I mean, I really don't. Yeah. Um, he was I get that, too. Pause. I don't think the, you know, whoever makes these decisions at the SEC level will allow uh, the volunteers to hire a guy who was fired for cause after you just fired a coach for cause. I just no, that's true too. I don't know how that works, but it just seems optics are, are odd. But of course, who, who figured he'd be at uh, Liberty? Yeah, I mean, Liberty is a, a religious school and he was calling prostitutes. Well, it's also a religious school that's run by Jerry, that was run by Jerry Falwell Jr. So let's not forget that. Who's either. also, yeah. It, caught up in his own game hypocrisy you know yes yes i get it 
but still that's weird optics too you know right. but but again that would be difficult so so let's find somebody who's not a stepping stone because i don't think it's a stepping stone job per se i think results have been on the level of let's say a maryland yes Is that fair to say yeah in the last 12 years they've had seven losing seasons not not okay. not like losing seasons that's yeah that so let's so let's get rid of this that tennessee is an elite program now right but recruiting wise they've been you know i mean improved at a top 10 class another top 15 class Butch jones had great classes yeah. clearly the, their classes have been overblown and overranked and that's on us um and that's just bad evaluation and yes it's bad uh development as these players but you know, so how do you, you know, recruit and expect to get a top 10 class every year with, with results like Maryland or, or, I mean, I, it's not Illinois, but let's say Indiana, Indiana's probably had as much success over the last many years as Tennessee has. And we've talked about this before about teams that 20 or 30 years ago were national players. And the belief is that that is right around the corner again. And this next hire is going to be the guy. And um, but it, it hasn't been. And don't, this I is, don't think it's a stepping stone job like a Maryland or, you know, Indiana's Tom Allen is an Indiana for life guy. Okay. That's, so, but if, if Bill O'Brien gets this job, you think he's at Tennessee for 10 years? If, if no. Tom Herman gets this job. Uh, I don't know about Tom Herman. I, Bill O'Brien moves around. I mean, obviously he went from the Patriots to Penn State. He left Penn State fans heartbroken and went to the NFL. He ruined the Houston Texans. He's a bounce around guy. Yeah. Herman has been a bounce around guy, but it's always been in, in an upward direction. Like if you're the the coordinator at Ohio State and you get a job at Houston, yeah, yeah, yeah. you take it. take it. And then if you're at Houston, you get a Texas job. You, yeah, you take it. And I guess you could say the same about Bill O'Brien with the NFL, especially since he got total control of the Texans. But I don't know. I think you have to find a ball for life. And and I, I'm not big on the Michigan man thing. Right. I think this is a time to find somebody who lives and bleeds orange, who is willing to clean up Smokey's poop. Yeah. Willing to, you know, mow the checkerboard end zone himself. And, and just, this is his dream job. And that could be, it could be Billy Napier. He's a Tennessee native. Yeah. It, it could be Gerard Mayo. Um, Weatherly, I don't know. But I think you can find a guy who would be there for 10 years because if you're winning, it's an attractive job. It's got great facilities, great fan base. You're the NFL team in Knoxville. And I, I, I don't think it's a stepping stone. That's why I'm on Hugh Freeze, because this would be a, probably the biggest job he can get. There will be schools that will not touch him. He's not going to be a guy who uh, is looking to leave immediately. He still has to repair his reputation. I understand all of the things, you know, but um, there's going to be such oversight and scrutiny on this program that it would be almost impossible to show up with a McDonald's bag now. There's going to be a new AD in place. 
that will be interesting to see how much say they have in the new AD has in the hiring. I get, I get all the, you know, you can't go from Jeremy Pruitt to Hugh Freeze, but they did score 21 and a half points per game last year, which is third worst in the SEC. That's abysmal and that's embarrassing. But that's almost like saying Sark needs to get a job in a dry state. <laughs> that's not fair, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. yeah, let's find a job for Hugh Freeze where he can't cheat. Because <laughs> right. there's so much scrutiny. And, and the last guy cheated, so they're going to be watching for him. So there'll be no McDonald's bags. So, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Hugh Freeze is a good coach, but I don't think you'd go in that direction if yeah. you're Tennessee. Of course, the NCAA wouldn't do anything about it. I mean, if Sankey said yes and the SEC was fine with it and Hugh Freeze was their coach and they were winning and then they came into massive recruiting violations again, they would just, again, you know, fire him for cause and move on and get yeah. a slap on the wrist from the NCAA. The only yeah. true punishment, there's been two true serious punishments in NCAA football history. Can you name the two? SMU. All right, three. <laughs> I'm writing down. Are you counting USC? Yeah. SMU, USC. Uh, what's the third? Oh my God, dude. You went there. That wasn't real punishment. I mean, that was some serious stuff going on there. But it was huge, huge, huge violations and, and, and scholarship reductions. And yeah, it like was it's true, true punishment. Like, right. That's the bad stuff that went on there and it deserved it. Yeah. But I don't include Miami in this with the Nevin Shapiro and the yachts and all that. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 They, they got slapped, but not serious. Yeah. I think it was semi serious. It could have been a lot worse. Um, okay. Penn State, USC, SMU. SMU got the worst of the worst. So yes, they're certainly in there. Yeah. USC got hosed. Out hosed. Of, I mean, just what, how many scholarships was it? They were down to like 12 a year. Yeah. Give out. Yeah. And then, uh, Penn State just got annihilated. I remember, again, I was in the airport coming home from the opening watching the annihilation on television. And yeah. I famously tweeted that they're going to be worse than Villanova. <laughs> then Bill O'Brien came in, you know, saved the day. Or, and they're in the Rose Bowl six years later. Yeah. And he kept Hackenberg and, and, you know, the other guys in the class and everything has panned out okay. But, um, that's a but, podcast for another day, I think. But, but, but my, my point is that if even if Hugh Freeze were hired and they got slapped again, it wouldn't be a big deal because SEC teams do not get slapped. Right. Pac-12 will kick you right in the balls. You know, Penn State will kick you too. Yeah. SMU was a power back then, you know, but not now. But SEC teams don't get don't get hammered. I can't think of, you know, even, even Southern teams like North Carolina probably should have got hit a lot harder than they did for the agents and the papers thing. And the cheating scandal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, I get what you're saying with freeze. And if he did get through, I don't think they would care, but I think the sec wants to think of themselves as a holier than now non-cheating conference. Right. I think hiring Hugh freeze would just kind of insinuate that they don't care. So I, I get that. Who else? I put out a list last night, but I I don't know if I can find Can't it. Can't access it. The VolQuest one is 
Kevin Steele, which I think the entire um, state would 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 rampage like they did at the Capitol. I I can't see that being the long term solution, right? No, 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 no. That's I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he could be an interim for a year, which I think is stupid too. I think just find someone yeah, now. What are you going to do? Just give up the whole year? I mean, right. There's a good coaching pool out there. So I had Bill O'Brien and Hugh Freeze at the top. I now let me ask you a serious question. Okay. What gets Bill O'Brien back to the NFL, which is obviously where he wants to be? Nothing. Ever. Being, <laughs> being Ever. Alabama. You don't think? Are you serious? What he did at Houston? You gotta be kidding me. Hold on. What we're at 11. They recycle these guys every three years. No, he ruined a franchise. He wow, that ups- was the owner too. He upset the unupsettable. Yeah. I mean, but, but I think he gets back to the NFL quicker by being Alabama's offensive coordinator than Tennessee's head coach. Oh, yeah. Tennessee's head coach is not a – the way things are, you're walking into a mess. Mm-hmm. You're, you're likely not to be successful. Right. And, yeah, no, he's better off. But I, I, I still don't think he's going to get another NFL head coaching job because, you know, this is the guy who <laughs> – just took a, a team that went to the playoff and lost in the first round every year and, and turned them into a laughing stock and and upset the nicest human being on the face of the earth and Deshaun Watson. I mean, people think Watson's a baby. Oh no, he's awesome. No, and, and they told him they would involve him in the coaching search and the general manager search, and then they didn't. And he's like, I'm running for my life. I'm still putting up amazing numbers. Did you see his numbers yeah. this year? Yeah. And he traded the DeAndre Hopkins for basically nothing. Right. <laughs> Which was kind of like just a a slap i don't know what who but he left the sean with nobody yeah and uh yeah he, forget him now yeah. at the college level yeah because he had success at penn state but nfl he's done billy napier gus malzahn i put on my list how funny would that be gus malzahn oh boy the ah, boy <laughs> want to talk about a a lukewarm reception yeah tennessee fans um Jamie Chadwell, Tom Herman, and then Kevin Steele, just because he's a candidate. But Kevin Steele, who I think is a really good coach, went, what, 9-36 and 36 or something? As they yeah. yeah, some guys are just great defensive coordinators. Some guys are just great offensive coordinators. Head coach is a different animal. Well, and also back then you had no chance of winning a Baylor. Right. It's a little different if you're going to allow everything to occur on your campus. I think Tom Herman would be a great pick. I think Hugh Freeze would be a great pick. Chadwell, the, the, you know, the, he's the popular name of the day, but Coastal runs sort of a weird offense. Um, Doug Maroney does absolutely nothing for me. That is complete bore fest. Kevin Steele, definitely not. Bill O'Brien, I don't know if he would even take the job. That's kind of where I am. Yeah, you need offense. You need offense. It's proven in the SEC. You need to outscore people. That's the br- brilliance of Nick Saban. Ten years ago, he was complaining that spread offenses would kill the game and hurt people because so many plays are being run. He had to adapt. He adapted, and now he's dominating every single friggin' year. Doug Doug Maroney left Syracuse for the NFL. Then he left the Bills for the Jags. So not a tremendous decision maker. Um, <laughs> Although so Syracuse, getting out of Syracuse was smart, but um, yeah. 
yeah, I don't think he's the guy either. I would, I'd, I'd hire Gerard Mayo and, and, and somehow try to see if you could convince Peyton Manning to come and be your offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why he would ever do it or why he would even think about it. I mean, he's got more money than God and it's really the no win situation. If Peyton comes in there and, and, and does well, so what he's still Peyton Manning, the hall of famer. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. He's a legend, but he's already a legend. Like you can't take your legendary status of Tennessee and raise it anymore. So why do it? Or I, he- I think the reason you do it is because you see your school, which you're proud of and you went to and, Things were really good when you were there and now it's a, completely in the crapper and you could be a part of bringing it back to something. Respectable. So what was that topic? It was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. I hate this. I'm going to make you do this, but you don't even know how. I know how to write down what time we're doing it, but I don't oh. see the time on our thing. Uh, yeah. You have to use a stopwatch. <clears throat> no, you don't just look at the, the clock on your, computer and kind of say at three minutes we're talking about this no they want seconds too so they, well, can, they can go and do it what not only do we do the podcast but we keep the minutes of the podcast we put the podcast well here's on. what happened i mean you remember dave barry our, our our favorite person used to be on the podcast with us right right and then dave had a baby another one yeah which is destroying the planet and then he he stepped away for his paternity leave which apparently is like 12 weeks or something very very healthy paternity leave right and then he comes back and not only is he not on the podcast i'm now recording these zooms i'm now downloading them and dropping them into a dropbox and now i'm doing the minutes and if i don't do the minutes he'll he'll just he'll edit it but he won't put the minutes in there and then he throws it to the editors who just pop it up. I don't know if they listen to it. I think they do. But out of all these people, the last person in the world that should be doing the minutes is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it I just do doesn't, the from now doesn't, doesn't make sense. So, no. but if you don't do the minutes, then they can't cut them up into little clips and then put them out on social media where it says, you know, Adam Gorney and Mike Farrell talk about Peyton Manning as the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. Right. You know, because they don't know where it is. All right, so your pick is Mayo. My pick is Freeze, followed by Herman. Hmm. What else? Herman. It's an interesting one. I like right. Herman. I thought I thought Herman did an admirable job at Texas, even though you know they expected national championships. Another program that thinks it just happens. I, I don't mind him, but uh, I could have done the same job. Yeah why is this takeover ad about homeowners urged to switch to a 15-year fix just taking over my ESPN page? I have to like it or dislike it for it to go away. So I disliked it. All right, good. That'll teach you. There you go. All right, drafts. No combine. Are we crushed? It's horrible. I I am the biggest loser on earth. So here's what I do for the combine every year, right? First of all, I apply for credentials and get denied. Yeah. Even though I am probably the foremost draft expert on the planet. Would you agree? No. Okay. Thank you. So then I watch it on TV and I watch it like it is the greatest thing ever. And I watch right. it, I watch it multiple times. So like 
you know, the first day the, the players are on the field and I don't really care about the off field interviews and all that other stuff. And, and, and I, I actually go out now. I won't do that now with COVID because I won't leave the house. Yeah. Um, but I go out to like a local bar or something like that. And I grab food and I sit and watch the combine for six hours and I make them put the combine on with the volume up. And then I take my notes and I record it at home. And then after the four days of the on-field stuff is over, I watch it again. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it one more time. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. I don't know why. And I'm going to miss it so much this year. I think I might cry. Yeah, it's like weirdly entertaining for us, especially now that we're doing a lot of combine and draft stuff. Um, I love the the interview parts and all, all that off the field stuff. The on-field stuff's great because you learn stuff every year. You see them looking up at, uh, you know, Doug Peterson before the Eagles stupidly fired him. He, and the NFL coach does the Jimbo movie. The glasses on the tip of the nose, 45 papers in front of them. It's great. It's, it's great watching the comment. I love the comment. I loved covering the Senior Bowl. I wish we would do it more, and I want to go back to the combine. Well, we're going to the Senior Bowl. Good. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. But we will have people there shooting videos. Yeah. So, But the, if you want to learn about scouting, because yeah. I get this question all the time now that I'm on Instagram. How do I get your job? <sighs> yeah, it's a big sigh, I know. And I'm like, oh, how old are you? 18. Okay. okay. Just block or shut up, you know? <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to be a mentor to young people, Mike. <laughs> how, do I, how do I get verified? Okay, uh, have you written anything? Right. No. I got 8,000 followers on Instagram all from, you know, pictures I've stolen and content I've stolen. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not going to happen. Right. If you want to learn about scouting, you watch Mayock and now yeah. Daniel Jeremiah on the combine. Yeah. You'll learn so much. I've been scouting for 23 years now. Every year I learn something new. Yep. yep. And, 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 you know, Jeremiah did a great job, even though he unfollowed me for some reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was weird because I've complimented him on the job he did, and then he unfollows me. Um, Matt Miller unfollowed me too. I think they all think I'm trying to climb into their space. Yeah, yeah. so they're territorial. A little bit, a little bit threatened, you know. Yeah. Um, but they shouldn't be because I'm not. But uh, you know, move the sticks did a great job. Mayock is a genius, and I've known that forever because he went to Boston College. So we all know geniuses go to Boston College. But that's where you'll learn a lot of stuff. So Olave's coming back. Fields, Davis, Togi, Togi, I are leaving Ohio State. Uh, those were the big announcements. And then uh, Justin Ross is coming back to Clemson. Uh, your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are that Olave was interesting. I thought he could have gone to the NFL, but the wide receiver class at the top is loaded. So he's fourth, fifth, sixth at best, puts him in the probably second, late second, third round. Uh, CJ Stroud probably wins the job at Ohio State next year. He'll be perfectly fine because CJ Stroud's great. Clemson is going to be very, very good next year. I think Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia 
should be the top three teams in the country next year. And that's, those are my thoughts. So a lot of it coming back, a lot of people said, yeah, it's smart to come back because then you'll be wide receiver number two in the 2022 draft. And I just laughed out loud. I'm like, There's, this kid does not have the speed or measurables to be wide receiver number two. No, I don't believe. I mean, you've got Justin Ross, if he's healthy. You've got George Pickens, who's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and then you've got. I mean, Michi probably would get drafted ahead of him. Yeah, and, and this is a loaded year when you've got like, well, Garrett Wilson will get drafted ahead of him, right? Garrett Wilson, yeah. <laughs> Olave's very good, but his own teammate will get drafted ahead of him, I think. Um, yeah. And you know, don't forget, Emeka's coming in next year, so he's going to be getting lots of balls his way. But this year's receiver class is absolutely loaded. You know, when yeah. you think about everybody that came out, you know, like Rondell Moore is now a, an afterthought. You know, right. Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Rashad Bateman's like a second rounder at best now. And yeah, you know, it's just so deep that Alave would have got lost in there. And Ross is coming back to prove that he's healthy, which he has to, because anytime you have a neck injury like that, right. of course, Mike Williams proved it and he's been okay in the NFL. Not great, but um, I think, you know, those two returns guarantee Clemson and Ohio state are going to be in the playoff. Even if they didn't come back, they'd be in the playoff. Um, Alabama is the third one you mentioned that's going to be in the playoff. Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson should be preseason top three. No, see, I'm not going against, I, I got Georgia number two, but I don't believe in them. Yeah. I got Oklahoma number one. I don't believe in them. It's my three, four, five, where I've got like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state. Those are the ones I believe in. So why do you put those other two at one and two? You might ask. Because it's preseason and it's on paper. But if I had to bet between Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, when it comes down to coaching, I would bet Nick Saban. And if I had to bet on a defense between, let's say, Clemson and Oklahoma, I'm betting on Clemson's defense. So, um, but I think those are two very good returns. And, And, you know, there's other ones that people don't pay attention to. Like uh, Muhammad Ibrahim at Minnesota. That's very big football player, but Minnesota was so bad this year that nobody cared. Um, You know, but it seems like 2022, when you look at it, it's, yeah, you got the Kayvon Thibodeaus of the world and the Sam Howells of the world, um, Brees Hall. But 2021, man, is so loaded. I mean, look at, it's wide receiver draft, you mean? Yeah, I mean, just for the wide receivers themselves, okay? Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, okay? I mean, Seth Williams came out, right? Yes. Uh, Jalen Waddle. Do you think Waddle's going to go first at that position because they're going to fall in love with his speed like they did Rugs? Introducing my brand new Uh-oh. chicken. Uh-oh. I don't know what that was. Uh no, I don't think I don't think they will. I mean he's he's not as he's not as thick as rugs. Rugs is probably just as tall and faster. So I don't think they'll fall in love with him like that, especially with you know Devontae Smith doing what he's doing with Jamar Chase's size and what he would have done. Imagine Jamar Chase in that Alabama offense. He would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
But what about my boy Amon Ross St. Brown, who that's uh, I'm sliding down here, Rondell Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, and then you get down to um, Terrence Marshall, people, Rashad yeah. Bateman, Tylen Wallace, Tyler Vaughn. Um, it's just, you know, Kyle Pitts could be considered a wide receiver, I guess, if you want. Yeah. To. So it's just, it's really, really, really ridiculous. Um, it is. So the fact that those two guys coming back, I mean, when you look at the NCAA statistics for receivers, let's look at that. The North Texas kid who put up those huge numbers. Yeah, He's Dylan Darden. A lot of love. Yeah, Elijah Moore is a first rounder, potentially. Forgot about him. Is he coming out though? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he opted out of uh, the Egg Bowl or some something. I forget what he opted out of, but he, he opted Elijah out. Elijah Moore, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Beaver's yeah. loaded. It's just a loaded because Darius Tony, a lot of people think could be a first round. Tylen Wallace, we haven't even mentioned. So, you know, I think guys like John Dotson coming back, Alave, Justin Ross coming back, those are very smart moves. Yeah. But we are not going to have the loaded group of wide receivers in college football next year. There's going to have to be a lot of guys that sort of step up. Yeah. Do roles. Um, I think you mentioned one of them. Who the heck did you mention? Emeka Egbuka could immediately come in and, you know, send Fleming into the transfer portal. We don't know. Um, Cause Fleming didn't look that great this year. Not as good as we expected him to. So, um, but you know, the, the portal itself is a good segue and I stopped doing the minutes because I'm going to have to go back and listen to this stupid thing. Yeah. There's so many things occurring. Uh, in, in, in portal news, like Zach Charbonneau jumping into the portal. Did you see that coming? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Did you? Did I see what comment? Did you see him coming? Like, like jumping into the portal? Oh, well, you know what? We talked about this offline and I'll continue my rant. Um, freshman year, put up big numbers, very impressive. Pounded the ball, got outside, can do all the things that Michigan wants to do, whatever else. Okay, fine. Comes into this year, doesn't get the ball. I mean, what? first of all, why? Second of all, what, what should Charbonnet do? I mean, he did everything he possibly could and should have done as a true freshman. He was building on that. He, for freshman to sophomore year is the biggest jump, and then he's not in the game. So I wasn't surprised that it happened because he wasn't getting the ball, but I had hoped after his freshman year that my high ranking of him was going to pan out because that kid is very, very good. So, you know, there's been talk of UCLA or going back out West USC, I'm sure is also of interest. So we'll see uh, if, if that helps him, but you know, you've got Wanya Morris landed at Oklahoma, which was a huge one for them, especially after missing on Bryce Foster and he, they can plug him in as a tackle right away. Yeah. And make a difference on their football team. And, you know, there's just so many guys, uh, Robert Barnes going to Colorado and, and everybody's like, why would you leave Oklahoma to go to Colorado? Well, first of all, they, they moved him from safety to linebacker at Oklahoma. And I don't think that's what he wants to play. And right. he'll have a better opportunity to play the position he loves at Colorado and Colorado wasn't bad this year. No, surprisingly good under Carl Durrell. Carl and his Durrell right. So, I mean, you know, people are always critical of these moves and, and, and such, but I, I think they should just mind their 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 own business. Um, I'm trying to think of who else jumped into the portal. 
There was one other. Houston Griffith is interesting. We got something about him coming up tomorrow in our new mm-hmm. co-byline rumor mill. Mm-hmm. Come on, I brought some heavy stuff to that. That was good. You you got some good stuff. I'm not like giving you one thing and say throw me on the byline and you know let me take all the credit. That was deep, deep stuff. And actually, let me check to see if I got a response on that rumor. I think we should talk about. Okay. No, I did not. So let's talk about this this rumor. And we're not going to source anybody. There's a rumor that a certain defensive back who was my number one freshman in the country wants to switch power programs. First of all, let me, let me bring this up. Well, it will be in the recruiting rumor mill tomorrow. I was given. Yeah, but this doesn't come out to authorization to put it in. You were, do you remember at the five? Huh? You were given. It will be in. So your source, not my source that, okay. Authorization to put it in. Okay, because I'm still waiting for the source. He hasn't got back to me yet, but that's that's good. Okay, so, but again, this will come out tomorrow. Right, so let's say. All right, go ahead. There is a rumor that Elias Ricks is looking to leave LSU and he wants to go play at Ohio State. So this is what the portal is all about. And there's a rumor, not a rumor, it's confirmed that Eric Gilbert is now Interesting going back to LSU. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) It is incredible. It's so fun. It's so cool. It's college football free agency. It's an absolute nightmare for coaches. It's an, I talked to a coach this week who was recruiting a specific person uh, in the portal. And he said, this is very odd. It feels uncomfortable. I don't yep. like it, and I really don't know what to do. You have to recruit. Okay, so I looked up Tennessee yesterday. They've offered 380 players in the 2021 class. Okay, they could take 25, let's say. <laughs> you have to recruit the class. Yep. 2021. You have to recruit the next class, 2022. You have to show love to 2023 and 2024 kids, and now you have to basically recruit the players that are on your team to make sure that they're not going to leave. It's, in, it's impossible. It's in, incredible that what's going on. Uh, it's, it is amazing. And, um, you know, I, I think that I don't know where it's going to go as far as roster management and all that stuff. But the other part of it is too, is like, you can't stay in touch because you can't tamper. So if a kid signs and we'll have something on Xavier worthy in our notebook as well, you know, who, signed with Michigan, but didn't early enroll. And now there's talk of them going to a different school, blah, blah, blah. You can't tamper right? while they're outside the portal. We're in the portal, it's fair game. Now they could lose their scholarship going in there, but if you're good enough, they don't care. You know, yeah. like, uh, you, you know, Zach is not gonna care if Michigan says, well, we're pulling your scholarship because there's, you know, there's going to be dozens of other teams uh, that want him, but you have to, you have to remain on good terms, not only with their coaches, but with the family and the players when they turn you down, 
And right. that's, that's kind of a different world because you used to be able to tell a kid you're making a mistake, go to hell, you know? Yep. And that, that legitimately happened as recently as five, six years ago. And now you have to say, well, listen, I respect your decision. Maybe we'll meet again down the line. I want the best for you. I'm going to keep following you on social media. I'm going to root for you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So you got to continue to kiss their butts, even if they didn't pick your team. Because you never know when you're going to need that relationship. And kids, on the other hand, they can't, you know, rip off a USC jersey and put on a UCLA one and disrespect schools. Yeah. They can. They're stupid. But they can't now because they might be looking for a home. So it changes the whole dynamic. And the Elias Ricks thing is so intriguing to me because it's a kid who is Listen, he had a tremendous freshman year. He was my number one true freshman in the country. He had, what, two pick sixes after having, what, like seven in high school. He's legit. He's awesome. And he's just thinking about leaving, if this rumor is correct, because he wants to win. He's going to be a first-rounder if he stayed at LSU. He's going to be a first-rounder if he goes to Ohio State. Um, that's a different shift. Yeah. That's a shift of power that could make parity even more difficult to find in college football because LSU needs Elias Ricks. They need Eric Gilbert to build back up to what they were. And if they lose guys like that, two programs that are power programs, I mean, let's say, you know, let's say uh, Eric Gilbert goes to Alabama and Elias mm -hmm. Ricks goes to Ohio state, the, the best keep getting better. And then you're just, College football then needs to expand, obviously, and make it interesting. But that's the first one I think I've seen where there wasn't a reason, like there wasn't an NCAA investigation, there wasn't a coach leaving, right? I mean, he couldn't yeah, have and you played it so well in your freshman year. It was he like... He couldn't have been in love with Polini, right? No, God, no. You know, he came in under Aranda, he, he at least committed when Aranda was there, and um, then Polini comes in, but now they're bringing a guy in from, uh, the NFL, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, um, dude from the saints, the guy from the saints. So now you're going to get instruction from a that the Titans for a year or two or whatever, but, um, I don't know. This is, that's a curious, curious one, but. It, that's the rumor that he's at least considering it. Yeah. Ryan Nielsen's the guy they're thinking about bringing in here. So yeah. I think that just that one, when I heard that, and again, you texted that at one 30 in the morning last night. Thank you very much. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm working hard, man. Yeah, but come on. Nobody responded. No, I, I don't expect people to respond when I text overnight. I live three hours behind you. It's sort of like when you wake up at, you know, 7, 7.30 and text me, I'm not going to respond because it's 4.30 in the morning. So maybe Rick's one is on. Huh? What if my sounds are on? Well, who sleeps with their sound on? Uh, sometimes it's an emergency. No. No. I don't know. Just What stop. if Rick wants to get out of LSU because of uh, off the field issues with LSU and some sort of... That could be another thing. Mm -hmm. I, there's so many things that are intriguing to me about everything. So yeah. now the best part about this is for me, I get to continue to stay in touch 
with these kids when before it was you're signed see ya have fun now i gotta i gotta make yeah. a relationship with them because they could jump in the portal and you know robert barnes is a great example who went to colorado luckily robert still followed me i followed him we had a good relationship he was at our five-star challenge he was at many of our events he's a nice kid I hit him up. I said, what schools? He gave me some schools. He gave me a heads up when he's going to Colorado, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, but it's a new challenge and, and I, I like it. It's hard to manage, but when I see Elias Ricks wanting to go to Ohio State or rumored to be, that just changes the whole ball game for me. So I, I'm curious who the next one's going to be, but Elias Ricks, if he does do that, he would be, he would be the trendsetter in that regard, right? Do you remember at a certain five-star challenge, a certain analyst saw Keely Ringo run the 40 and then claimed that he was the greatest cornerback in the history of the world? Is that me? That was me, right? No. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, the big mouth (laughs) who claims everything he does is right and he's never got anything wrong. (laughs) And then Elias Ricks took the field. Well, we did a lot of... uh, debates a lot of rival views on who was better Ringo or, or Ricks and you always took Ricks yeah he's your guy West Coast guy even though he went time G and Ringo's my guy too I think Ringo's gonna be great but Ricks is well, that's right he was a West Coast guy too Ringo was more of a testing guy whereas Ricks was more of an on-field guy but yeah I remember people would people one person would find any opportunity to crap on Ricks yeah just to to tweak your you know your buttons, but but let's remember that same person also called Minka Fitzpatrick Stinka, yeah, instead of Minka, and um, he kind of went on to be a college football legend, first rounder, and now he's an NFL Pro Bowler. So, you know, we uh, everyone misses a few here and there. <laughs> you just got to be careful with the labels, you know, the whole to a star. It didn't pan out. He kind of. He stinks now in the NFL, as I expected he would, as I told you he would. But he panned out as a college football player. He doesn't stink now. He stinks. That franchise. They have no wide receivers. They have no offense. Stinks. He'll be great. Lefty, no arm. I'm waiting for the fragility. Is that a word? Yes. To hit. Yeah. Only as his accuracy, people on his own team already complaining about how uh, he's just a guy when they look at other players uh, that are young quarterbacks in the NFL. And and ship, ship those guys out of town and bring in people who buy in because. No, ship him out of town and get another quarterback. Well, ship him out of town if Deshaun Watson wants to come, but anybody else keep. The Texans would be idiots to do that, even if you threw in two first round picks. I'm telling you. That you the first time the Texans were idiots? I like saying stuff like definitively way before it should be said as you right. know yes to a socks he's done okay sorry let's remember this date january 19th what 2021 to a done. all right let's talk tv and let's get out of here yeah and he's a nice kid i don't want to oh this just in nico marshall the four-star yes. quarterback from your way who's visiting florida and then florida state this weekend yes I asked him, I said, is there any chance that you might commit on your visit? This is what I got. I got three emojis. Can you guess which three? Um, 
Big eyes, shrug, uh, heart. Ooh, you were good at this. I got shrug, big eyes, and winky face. Oh, okay. okay. Now, winky face is better than heart. Winky face means it's going down. Yeah. So I think he's going to commit to Florida State this weekend. Yeah, I would say Florida State is in the driver's seat there. That's pretty good. This is based on shrug, big eyes, winky face. This I like sending my wife the uh, – oh, he, did he send strong arm, like the flexing arm? No flexing arm. I like flexing arm, and I like the uh, lit cigarette one. I don't know why, but I always send it to my wife. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's just cool. Oh, gosh. Well, anyways, in, in, I've learned to read emojis, so something's going down. So yeah. by this time next week, we'll check back in to see if he's committed. But it looks like, based on the winky face to me, with the big eyes and the shrug that he's going to. I love how, how we have to disseminate this information now. Yeah. Um, the new that, world. Well, that means a lot. I mean, in this world, it means a lot. TV, I started um the queen's gambit how do you feel about it i think it's okay i like it i'm two episodes in, in. Juvenile home or is she what's that is she still in like the juvenile home no, or no, she... no. she's living with the adopted mother and the and the father left good the episodes are long i mean they're over an hour so yeah they do feel like a movie each episode feels like its own movie yeah so two episodes a lot happens but i like her as an actress Okay. I think she's very good. Um, and then I, I like the premise. Now, some people told me that it was very sad and they cried. And I haven't got to any of the crying part, but someone told me they cried after the first episode. And I'm like, no, no. It's the first episode was weird because I thought it was going in a different direction with the juvenile home and all that kind of stuff and wasn't crazy about the drug stuff, whatever. But that really plays a big part into the whole storyline. And her learning to learn how to play chess and to be so good early at it, obviously, is pretty much the whole premise. Well, I need whatever those, those are tranquilizers. Mm -hmm. How does that make you smart? I think it like uh, slows her mind down so she could like envision stuff. That's what I need. I need to slow my mind down. Yeah. Um, I also forgot that I started The Queen's Gambit. So I started another show called Servant. Have you heard of it? No, that's Apple TV, right? Uh, so Apple TV, M. Night Shyamalan. Nah, I don't like horror movies. It's creepy. Nah, I don't like that. But here's here Apple TV, if you're listening, if you're one of our 170 listeners, your, your, your app sucks. And I'm going to tell you why. There's a season two of Servant, right? And it queues up to that automatically, which I get. But you can go back to season one. And then you go down and you choose an episode and I'm old. I can't see little print on the TV. Yeah. It brings you to episode 10. Like this, the season finale of season one. It should bring you to season one, episode one, right? Season one, episode one. You would think it would just start you over. Yeah. So I watched freaking episode 10 of season one and I'm like, then it starts season two, episode one. I'm like, what the hell? I missed nine episodes. So now I already know what happened at the end of season one. Mm. I'm a little bit upset. I might, I might pen a letter to Apple. 
you tweet at them. They'll get right back to you. Yeah. Well, what are you watching? <sighs> you know, I'm really disappointed in Netflix. The Office and West Wing is off now. So there's the really no reason to said that third week in a row, by the way, you've said that. Yeah, there's no reason to go to Netflix at all anymore. I've been watching a lot of West Wing. I've been watching 90 Day. That is, oh, you know what I've been watching? Are you watching the Tiger Woods documentary? No, is it good? It's good. Episode one is good. Episode two gets into the raunchy Tiger Woods and the drugs and the comeback and all that stuff. Is so that on Netflix? Juicy. Is that on Netflix? It is on HBO Max. I love HBO Max. There was another show I watched on HBO Max, well, other than your uh, show with the yeah. horrible ending. Yeah, The Undoing. Yeah, I forget what the show is that I started on HBO. Wonder Woman? What is it? Wonder Woman? No, I'm not watching <laughs> Um, But I still haven't watched The Last Dance. With Michael Jordan? Oh, you'd love it. It brings you back to like 80s and 90s NBA, which was great. I'm going to tell you why I haven't watched it. Because I don't want to think of him as an a-hole. Oh, no, you, you, I, I like, I was a Knicks fan growing up, so I hated Michael Jordan. And now, uh, cause he just beat them every single year and Patrick Ewing sucked every single year. But now you go back and he's like super honest in this. He's, he like remembers things and you see him like, I don't think he's an a-hole at all in this. I think he's like super honest and you like how he is as a leader and a winner. I, I, I love The Last Dance. Even my wife watched it and loved it. Well, I know I would love it, but I, like I said, I, I just, I saw some things that he looked, I mean, I know he was arrogant, but he looked ex excessively arrogant and I get it that you're the best player ever. I just didn't want to see that arrogance, but I, I will watch it. And it's, a, it's also an investment. A lot of people watched it at the beginning of the pandemic, um, but it's, it's five long episodes, right? It's, I think it's six, five yeah. or six. Yeah, it's long, but it's, it's worth it. Take an hour a night, watch it. You'll love it. I'm too busy getting text messages from you at 12.30. Yeah. Uh, 90 I'm, day? 90 day, real quick. I'm just trying to see if I got any more emojis in my uh, DMs. Nothing, okay. nothing. 90 day. Um, they got they should just get rid of Tariq. We've talked about that before. Yeah, that storyline's going nowhere. I like the the not so uh, girl um trying to find the ring and that his closet smells. And there's no doubt his closet smells. I mean, you could tell by just looking at him that his closet smells. Yeah, his closet does smell. I love Ziad being home for one day and wanting to go back. <laughs> wanting to go back. <laughs> That's awesome. Um and, and then not so, knowing or being told that he can't go back for a year. He's so agreeable too. I like him. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Looking forward, yes. Do you find it weird that she has no furniture in her apartment and has a shopping cart in her apartment? I don't because she is essentially an assistant manager at a fried chicken fast food place. So yeah, that doesn't buy you couches and, 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 and ottomans. It buys you a stolen shopping cart and a whole bunch of floor. So yeah, doesn't surprise me there. Uh, I like the the girl in Louisiana. Um, I'm not sure which, I mean, I know the mother 
in Dimwitty is the most annoying mother. Oh my god! But the one in one in Louisiana is second. She's so annoying. Like, just shut up. I feel that they're trying to get this Yara girl away from their Jovi, because why would the mother and the one of his best friends say, "Oh, he had sex with strippers." Oh, he knows all the strippers' names. Oh, he does this. Oh, he does that. You know, like that's what that's a woman's move to get her out of town. And I know why, because it's TV. Yeah. Like if anybody ever, when I was dating my wife, told her my utter addiction to strip clubs, which I had at the time, they're not a friend of mine. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, you fool them. And then, then you have to quit the strip clubs after like a year of marriage because you're expected to change and stuff but right but they fool us too don't they Gorney? oh yes they do mike my god it's such such deception it's, it's unbelievable honestly so and who else are we missing on 90 day the dinwiddie mom is insane the the hot tub cover was like just the flap was just up and she was screaming about that and you could tell the Brandon kid doesn't want to be a farmer like his dad and mom, which is fine, but he just doesn't have the guts to say it. And that kid is is like 12 years old. He's and he's annoying. A- he's annoying as heck. I don't like him at all. No. Um, the father is a jerk too. Oh, you know the one we the the one that was in the Mexican detention center while the boyfriend was in Puerto no, that's Vallarta. A, that's a good one. She should never speak to that guy again and ever. 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 He was in a detention center. Where the, the stuff was 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 bolted to the floor for three days and then sent back as of his idea on a loophole to get her to the United yeah. States through Mexico. And she's traumatized and she's crying and she's gonna continue to cry. Then when the father finds out, he's gonna yeah. probably try to kill the guy. But don't talk to him anymore. It was it no. was a bad idea, bad idea. Let's move on and let's find somebody else. Yeah. She's worried about how he's gonna react to her not wanting to go see him yeah whatever i know it's all acting you still don't have uh, plus disney plus the discovery plus or whatever it is no i'm not getting it yeah, they got some good shows they got like after shows that you no. would love i can't get too deep into that world like i watch it for two hours on a sunday night before the week starts that's enough for me so you, you didn't watch that little playoff game between Drew Brees and Tom Brady? You watched 90 Day Fiance, did you? Oh, no, I watched. No, no, because the great thing about living on the West Coast, at least one of them, is uh, that, that the, the Sunday night game, like the, the playoff game, it ends at like 6 7 o'clock. Yeah, that's you know? good. That's good because the national championship game started at 8.20. Yeah. And that's just for, out here. It's way too – that's just ridiculous. It didn't end until like 12.30. Yeah, we had dinner at halftime of the national championship game, and it was over by like 9, 9.30. That's how the Super Great. Bowl is, and that's what the Super Bowl, you know, that's what everybody else should do. So The only thing that sucks about that is college football on sun, on Saturday mornings, the, fir- the first game starts at 9 a.m. That's, that's early. Yeah, I don't want to get up that early for that. Yeah, that's early. Um, last thing. I've been watching a little bit more. There's new episodes of 600 Pound Life. Mm. Um, my feet are killing me. Have you seen that? No, I won't watch that show. Pimple Popper? Definitely won't watch that show. Thousand Pound Sisters? 
No, God. You haven't heard of that? I have seen some clips, <laughs> but I can't. I can't start doing that. <laughs> I. It's TLC. It's all TLC. I think. You watch the Darcy show? No, I can't. Okay. She lives like forty minutes away from me. Yeah, Middletown, right? Yeah, I used to live like ten minutes away from her, but no, no. Wait, is that back on? I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, no. I don't watch any of the spinoffs. I don't watch the Family Chantel or any of that garbage. We used to watch the Family Chantel, but the Family Chantel is kooky, so we maddening. It's probably. Oh I mean, I watched maybe five minutes of it, and I've seen obviously the Family Chantel through the show, and it's it's got to be maddening. Are you watching This Is Us? No, I never watched that. Isn't that sad? It's, Great show. I thought it was a sad show. It's not sad. It's like it's like not sad it like pulls at the heartstrings a little bit sometimes. i don't have heartstrings so i think i think he might get choked up about this and then the last one i was just going to mention something uh the unicorn did you watch that yet no it looks good i'm gonna watch it it's a sitcom and um you don't watch mom right i used to watch mom like the old episodes but i haven't kept up on what mom well is. christy left the show the blonde the daughter yeah wow so they, they're trying to get through it without her. Mm. And there's, you know, Alice and Janney, and, and there's some funny people on there, but it's not the same without Christy. So this is probably the last season of Mom, but I've been watching that. I watched, if Mom is on, on a, on a replay, you know, like Country Music Channel at eight o'clock at night plays Mom for like four hours. Watch it. I will just sit there and watch it like a, like a dog, you know, yeah. with my head cocked. Yeah like an idiot just yeah, mom is intoxicating it's one of those shows where you could watch episode after episode for a I've while i've seen every episode at least 50 times i know really? what's, and there are certain ones i can't watch where her christy's father reunites with bonnie and uh he dies of a heart attack i can't watch that one it, it's there's some deep morbid stuff there too is alice and janney still in the uh, still in a relationship with the guy in the wheelchair yes he's hilarious adam yeah, he's he's awesome. That guy's amazing. He's so funny. And it's just that dynamic is still funny. It's still great. And then they brought in Tammy. You didn't see Tammy, right? No. So she was on the uh, third rock from the sun or whatever. Okay, yeah. That tall girl, Kristen something. The, blonde, the tall blonde girl? Yeah, she's hilarious. So she was uh, in a foster home with Bonnie. And then they reunited when they went to speak at a jail. And she nice. her. and then she got out and she's living with them. She's hilarious too, but um, Christy still is the whole thing. And I don't know. She would struggle to get into law school for five years. And then they wrote her off the show that she got into Harvard. Wow. Yeah, that's mm. a little bit of a stretch. I, I don't think I can wrap my mind around that one. But, um, yeah. but Adam, yeah, he's one of my favorites. And there's a lot of life lessons on there that I use with my wife. Good. Which pisses her off. Because, you know, what Bonnie does on the show is if something's not working immediately, she'll yell to Adam. <laughs> and, like, she can't fix it. <clears throat> she'll start yelling. And then she'll figure it out on her own. Like, yeah. there's something unplugged or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't reach this in the tub. And she's like, oh, wait, I put the book down. Now I can. So I do that with my wife all the time now. And she, she hates it. Can't stand it. Yeah. 
So I tell her, I said, you know, like last night a website wasn't working. I go, did you hit refresh, Bonnie? And, and she hit refresh and it came right up. And I'm like, there you and go. then the life lessons are, you know, step out of this, out of the problem and into the solution. Mm-hmm. If anybody ever asks you advice or complains about something, use that. So if I'm bitching about the job or whatever, or somebody we work with or whatever, and I get too much, just say, Mike, you got to step out of the problem and into the solution. Into the solution. Okay. I will never bitch to you again. I will never ask you for advice. It just shuts people down so fast. Um, it's really an amazing tool. So I've given you that. I like it. Now I got to listen to this whole stupid thing again and do the minutes because it didn't work out. I can't do them both. Maybe next time you do the minutes. I'll try to do the minutes next time. All right. You're at Rivals. No, I'm at Rivals, Mike. You're at Adam, at Adam Gorney on Twitter. What's your Insta handle that you're going to start blowing up? I think it's Adam Gorney too. Hold on. Let me look. You don't even know. I honestly don't. So my suggestion on Instagram is to start with some um, different outfits, like pictures of you in different outfits. Yeah, it's at Adam Gorney. Okay. And then ease into the bikini pictures. Okay. And then just watch it go. I like it. You're not on TikTok yet. Not on TikTok. I don't want the Chinese government. Uh, I do. I actually do. I want them to know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I think it'll throw them off a little bit and they won't see America as a threat because all I'm doing is nothing. So I'm on TikTok at Rivals Godfather. I'm on Instagram at Rivals Godfather. Um, I don't know what the next one I'm going to be on is. I'm on Facebook at Mike Farrell Sports. Are you on Facebook? Are you on Parlor? No. Are you, you on Signal? You can't download Parlor, right? No, you can again, but it's through servers that are in now in Russia. Oh, that's fine. I don't want to run into anybody we work with on Parlor. Um, no. What's Signal? Signal it was started by the guy. So WhatsApp was started. Facebook bought WhatsApp. The guy didn't like the direction of WhatsApp because of Zuckerberg. So he left and now he started basically WhatsApp again, but on Signal. And what's WhatsApp? WhatsApp is, you don't know what WhatsApp is? WhatsApp is like a, it's like a messaging system, but the tech, it's owned by Facebook, but the messages are encrypted. Oh, I don't need that. Um, do people follow people on that? Uh, I, not that I know of. We have one with our family that we share, like my daughter's pictures. Well, isn't that well, the one where you need a phone number? Would you like to join it? Is that WhatsApp? You need a phone number? Yes. No, I don't want anybody to know my phone number. See, that's I the other so. part. What? I think you need a phone number to have like, you know, any messaging system, right? No, you do. But WhatsApp, I think it's through, unless I'm thinking of something else. What's the other one? Hold on. Gab. Text me. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm not on text me. No, that one you need a phone number. I'm not getting on. All right. No answer from Elias Ricks. So that rumor is still non-confirmed, but well-sourced. Yes. Antoine Jackson's coming back to Ohio State. So he's 10 years removed from high school. You remember him? Antoine Jackson. Defensive yeah. tackle out of Georgia. 
Yeah. Jeez. I think he was at our first ever five-star challenge in 2010. All right. We're at an hour and 10 minutes now, and I have things to do. I have to pee. See ya. Okay.